Welcome to Canvasate's Expert Outlook podcast. In this brand new series, we are going to explore the consumer behaviours set to disrupt and define 2022, learning directly from our network of industry experts and cultural insiders. I'm Lucy and I look after all things membership at Canvasate, and this episode is hosted by one of our senior behavioural analysts, the brilliant Alice Venables. So, grab your headphones, get comfortable, and let's get going. Hello, I'm Alice, and I'm joined today by Laura Waitley. Laura is a widely published personal finance expert. She regularly speaks about women, young people and money at events and has been a guest and commentator on BBC Radio and podcasts. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me today. So we're here to talk about the system sceptic mindset. I'll start by giving a quick outline of the mindset and then we can just jump straight in. The system sceptic. They're suspicious of existing systems. People are opting out and building their own. Across the world, information and influence are being decentralised. The system sceptic is opting out of existing structures to find new and progressive ways to live, as evidenced by new party politics from Germany to Israel, the push to adopt crypto salaries in Australia, and a Gen Z exodus from major social platforms. Well-read and switched onto the news, they're able to spin facts in a way that makes the arguments around everything from climate to vaccines to Bitcoin the most compelling. In doing so, they're striving to change the rules we live by. So Laura, how do you see this mindset playing out in the money sector next year? So I think ever since the financial crisis of 2008, there has been a growing scepticism of the financial services industry So a lot of the more professional uh, money experts or companies that are selling us money products. And I think that's just been growing and growing. And the pandemic has really sparked a sort of anger, I'd say, at people who are earning a lot of money off the back of our misfortune, if you like. So the cost of living crisis, the fact that lots of young people in particular are finding it so hard to afford housing. So many people are in debt. And I think we've seen in response to the financial crisis, a growth in fintech and challenger banks and small companies trying to offer us new solutions. But what I think we're going to see more and more now is is a scepticism towards the challenger banks and a sense of are some of these new banks or new uh, companies that are selling us debt just like the old fashioned financial services industry wrapped up in millennial pink. So I think there's a bit of an anger at people making a profit in the money space and therefore particularly young people looking at different ways to firstly make money because they're really struggling with with their finances, work in a different way which brings new money challenges and also question some of the uh, traditional and new financial services companies. So that anger, I think we've seen it boil up quite a lot during the pandemic in things like the GameStop um, rebellion. So you've got lots of these younger people going onto Reddit, joining together and thinking, hang on, why is Wall Street making all the money? Why are all these hedge funds making the money? Why don't we try and bring them down? 
I wonder if we're now going to start to see a bit of a, a, a problem with people realising that that's very risky and that they actually can't afford to lose money. And that anger that you're describing, you say we're seeing that playing out potentially in challenger banks. What about more traditional banks as well? Is there still a level of mistrust and scepticism there? I think people are more and more interested in how organisations, companies are making their money and profit. So I think when it comes to money, trust and transparency is so essential. And we've got people questioning, okay, you're selling me this. <laughs> how, how are you making money out of me? If something's free, if the product's free, is that because I'm the product? Are you selling my data? Are you tricking me in some way? And I think that applies, yes, to a lot of the financial services in particular. Look at a lot of companies who are realising they have to make money out of selling debt. And debt is obviously um, a real problem for a lot of people at the moment as a result of how expensive it is to buy housing or how expensive it is to live. Yeah, definitely. And so how does this work for brands if they need to foster a sense of trust or potentially rebuild trust that has been lost? How should they do this for people with a system sceptic mindset? So I think trust and transparency is essential when it comes to selling any product that might help people with their finances. So I think you want to be able to answer questions like where are you making your profit from? What is it that you're actually selling people? If you're selling your product on the basis that it's ethical, for example, or that it helps with financial wellness, show us how that actually works and happens. Don't just jump on the bandwagon. I think people can sniff out organisations and brands that are talking about financial wellness in order to sell something that actually really undermines a lot of people's financial wellness, how they feel about money. There's a lot of discussion around green and ethical finance at the moment, but a lot of also greenwashing and products being sold on the basis that they're ESG. What does that mean? Can you please show us? Not just by using the right language, but by um, being open about how your products work and what companies that you're investing in or where, where your profit is going. So I think there's an expectation of transparency in language and in the products and services on offer. So interesting. And you mentioned sustainability there. So what do you think the system sceptic expects from finance brands, especially when it comes to sustainability? I think it's essential. I think people care now deeply about all, all organisations and businesses showing their green credentials and what they're doing for climate change and what they're doing for their employees and their supply chains. But I think people with a sceptical mindset more and more well-educated, have read a lot, understand climate change and understand the ways that um, business might be trying to trade off the fact that they're green when they're not. So I think you want to show an understanding that it's complex too. So show an understanding that the answer is not just put your money in this ESG fund and everything's good. You want, you want, to, want to communicate some nuance, some understanding that you're on a journey with trying to become better for the environment, recognising that it's not always straightforward. You know, the pandemic has really meant 
the acceleration of cashless society. But I think there's a concern that people are being left behind and we're seeing a little bit of growth in people thinking, should I be borrowing informally with my friends and family? Communities have been doing this for a long time, creating their own saving schemes or debt schemes. I think we're going to see the revival of credit unions, of people shunning profit-making businesses for looking to friends and family, peers, people they think think have the same problems as them to share their financial worries. And I think brands could look at that and, and think, what can we take from that? What can we learn? Yeah, I definitely agree. That element of trust that you get with your family and your close community, it's like nothing else, and it's really important. Amazing, thanks. So, Laura, is there anything we haven't spoken about that you think is relevant and interesting for the system sceptic mindset? People are searching for new ways to support their family and support themselves without the help of big employers. So that's something I think brands should look at too. Great. Thank you so much. That was also interesting to listen. And yeah, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. Thanks so much. Just to recap, the three main takeaways from our conversation with Laura today. Firstly, there's an emerging sense of anger around financial inequalities and a growing mistrust of challenger banks. Secondly, for brands to rebuild trust with consumers, they need to frame it to be as easy as possible, doing things like avoiding financial jargon. And finally, next year, we may see the system skeptic mindset opt for local solutions, such as borrowing from friends and family rather than banks. See you next time where we'll be discussing a different mindset from our Expert Outlook 2022. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has helped you to understand a key mindset to watch out for in the coming year, be it the culture steward, the system skeptic, or the contrarian. You can check out the full Expert Outlook research report via our website at canvasate.com. See you next time.